Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Top of the hour, Blake Rapino down there in Louisiana. We'll go down there and get some Cajun action going. I love it. Love it. Check out your boy. My name is Blake. Blake. Hit notifications for AYS. Hit notifications for AYS. Refresh, refresh, refresh. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. That blacked out Tahoe? Hell yeah, let's roll with it, huh? Paying heels. Chicks dig scars. Glory, last forever. I'm in love with a stripper. She bobbing, she rolling, she bowling, she riding that pole. And I'm in love with a stripper. Me, I'm a bearded, ugly looking dude, and she's a fine mama. You gotta always protect the McNuggets. <laughs> yup, in my white tee. Yup, in my white tee. All in the club. Shum Patron in my white tee. You know, she don't want to pop lock and drop it. She never wants to do that. Money in the bank, showed you what you drank. Have you had anything yet? So how can I have some more of nothing? You're killing me, Smalls. What's up, Contra? Hey, what's up, Contra? He's coming on down to Austin. We got him some custom boots. We got him a custom or a burnt orange jacket, a can of chewing tobacco, and he gonna come down on here to Austin. Ricola. You know, DJ, go DJ. If that's my DJ. Go, DJ. Like the guy says, you're gonna eat lightning and you're gonna crack thunder. Down there and got a mocha loca, uh, yaya yaya. All of a sudden, I just heard my wife yell to my son, get out of the trash. Well, that's not good. This is Rudy Pooh, y'all. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Oh my God, let's go. Yippee. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We took the night off yesterday to watch some LSU baseball, which they routed. ULL, Southwestern, whatever in the hell they go by these days. LSU absolutely routed Louisiana, as they want to be called. But they routed ULL. So we did take the episode off. After episode 200, which is really fun. We had a lot of people. Uh, so I greatly appreciate everybody that was joining us for episode 200. But we have a great show in store for you tonight. I'm really excited. Richard, uh, I'm going to call him Richard. Richard Dickey Lyons is going to be joining us. Former 
Kentucky and Holy Cross wide receiver is going to be joining us. We're going to talk a little bit of football. We're going to talk a little bit about what he's doing with the Nehemiah Project. Hopefully, a couple of RU Syrians uh, will go over to what Dickie and them are doing. I'll let him explain to all of you what he's doing. But it's going to be a fun time with Dickie Lyons. Looking forward to him. Also, how much, and I want everybody to like and share this because we're going to go off the top with this one in just a few minutes. How bad is this Les Miles deal for LSU? We're going to talk about that. Uh, Scott Wilward gave you the hint last week, but but how bad is it? We're certainly going to see. And I'm going to give you my take, and I know that we've talked about it on this show before, that I told you to watch out for Les Miles, and why isn't Les Miles' name out in the media? But we will talk about that as well. Also, uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, LSU football spring dates are out. What are we going to, uh, what should we look forward to? It's going to be a big thing that we will be monitoring over this spring practice and spring game. And Russell Wilson, is he going to be going to the New Orleans Saints? Could the Saints pull off a trade? What will the Saints have to give up for a guy like Russell Wilson? Saints fans won't like what I'm about to tell them, but it's the God's honest truth. Uh, So we'll see. But everybody joining the show, if it's your first time, like I mentioned, my name is Blake Rafino. This is RU Serious Sports. We want to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast. Everything that we do on the audio and podcast side, we greatly appreciate Believe with that. Also, our sponsors that uh, from eBay that make everything happen for us on the audio podcast side. So if you have not done so already, go to anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, subscribe for all of our episodes. If you can't catch it during the live show, you can catch it on the audio version as well. Uh, but we got look. I got a lot I want to get to. I'm going to get to a couple of your comments. I see Blaine Smith talking about some Russell Wilson right here. Uh, so we're going to get to that. But we got to get. We, as I always say, we got to pay the bills around this thing before we get started. And none better than our good sponsors over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denham Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis. Truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you on by. My good friend, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Give them a call at 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. If you want the best looking yard in your neighborhood, you damn well better deserve it. And it always makes you feel good when you have a absolute immaculate yard and landscape. Give them a call today. That's 225-937-7220. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, sent you on by. See, uh, I, I just popped off, and I see Blake Quibido right here. It says, been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. There's been a lot of things going on LSU-wise. A lot of games. We've been doing some shows during the games. We're going to try to temper that. We might be going after the show. Um, but we'll always be doing this, the show. We might just have to do like a post game so it's not during the show. And always, as Ryan Thibodeau says here, let's go. Blake Rafino got the YouTube streaming on the big screen and chatting up on Facebook. Yeah, everybody go over to our YouTube channel, Are You Serious Sports? And don't forget to hit that subscribe. We're going to be doing another giveaway for everybody that subscribes to Are You Serious Sports? And I always get this question. Is it, it, do it, does it cost? No, it doesn't cost anything. A subscription on YouTube costs you absolutely nothing. And we're just going to be filtering a lot of videos through there, chopped up videos like the uh, the interview we're about to have with Dickie Lyons. And about 13 minutes, that will be chopped up 
and we'll put it on YouTube. All right, let's get to this Les Miles thing, and I want to put this in here. So if anybody has questions, we'll do the hashtag AskBlake inside the stream and inside the comments. So anybody has some comments you want to talk about, what's going on with Les Miles, and just my take off the top. Uh, it was about four months ago, and I had to go back and, li- and find the episode where I talked about all the allegations going on with LSU, especially LSU football. It was very damaging the USA Today report that came out about the damages that went on with LSU football. Again, a report of allegations. We don't know uh, exactly what goes down or went down, uh, but they did say that they would have something by February. Well, they only have a couple more days until the end of February, at least until next Monday, and that should be dropped. And so we'll be going into March uh, uh, this upcoming Monday. Uh, I mentioned... Over and over and over again in that podcast and in that show. I think it was episode 130. So we're on 201. So it should give you an idea of how long this has been. So we've done 72 episodes. We'll be done with 70 or 71 episodes. And I mentioned at episode 130, 131 about this thing with Les Miles. Scott Woodward came out last week or two weeks ago with Jacques Doucette and said that Coach Ed Orgeron... He has nothing to worry about here. Something that I've always wondered, and I was not in the media game when this happened, but why is it that no one really spoke up? Oh, well, you know, I heard somebody today and I heard a couple, saw some people on Twitter say, well, the the the, the rug would have been sweeped out from underneath their legs. Well, if you knew something, you should have, number one, investigated it. And number two, you shouldn't have kept quiet if you knew Les Miles was doing shitty stuff like he was. Now, we all know the speculation. We all know the rumors. But that's neither here nor there. Now, there's a report coming out that Les Miles uh, gave someone some hush money. And then now you have some reports coming out and some people coming out that saying Les Miles used to message them uh, and or their girlfriends on Facebook and Twitter. Now, I got somebody sending me all this stuff when it popped out, and I was like, man, is this true? But I had people sending me, like, hey, Blake, look, my girlfriend used to get this. This is from Les Miles in 2014, where he's legitimately hitting on this girl that works inside the building at LSU. This is, you know, I don't know what's going to happen or transpire in all of this, but Les Miles was what he was. There's a reason he got fired, and it's not always on-the-field stuff. It's also off-the-field stuff. People cherished and loved Les Miles. People thought that Les Miles, look, was a great family man, and I'm sure that he is. But at the end of the day, Les Miles had skeletons in his closet, and we're starting to see them. But if you thought for one second, if you thought for one second that LSU was going to fall on the sword for a coach that they already fired, you're absolutely losing your mind. And LSU is not going to fall on the sword and not going to go through any more allegations that they hope that they don't get other than a bowl ban and maybe some scholarship reductions than what they're going through right now. You mean to tell me that that report just absolutely just suddenly leaked? These reports coming out of LSU aren't suddenly leaking out of nowhere. It doesn't. It's not coming out of the ether. Listen to what I'm telling you. Um... So Les Miles is not going to be portrayed as a great guy here. And I don't know how Kansas, if this continues to go on, which it will, how this is going to, how they're going to be able to keep Les Miles. A lot of people wanted to keep Les Miles, but it's not looking too good. 
I get a lot of side eyes. Aaron Adams gave me the side eye in the chat on Facebook Live. What does this mean for LSU? Let's get to a couple of comments, and then I'll tell you what I think it's going to mean for LSU. David says, here listening to you and watching Iowa and Michigan hoops, Garza, uh, slow the should try. I don't know what you're trying to say there, David. Uh, Paul says, I'm not buying it on Miles. The advocate is just like the USA Today, total clickbait trash. Um, Paul, I'm not, you know, normally I wouldn't say, you know, I would want to look into it my own, um, but I don't believe that they're wrong on this one. I think that Les Miles did do some things that were a little sketchy. And I think Les Miles, is, it's about to come up to him. And I think that LSU, if you mean to tell me that the advocate or the USA Today or whoever isn't just at, just getting this out of the ether and they're doing investigative reporting, we're finally doing investigative reporting, you're crazy. You're crazy if you think that LSU is now, or the advocate or whoever is just doing investigative reporting and this is coming up because what do we know? The NCAA and everybody said that they want to come out and make this done by the end of February. By the way, March 1st is on Monday. So all of a sudden it leaks. I don't buy that. Not for one second. It was given to somebody. And LSU gave it to them. If you want the God's honest truth, LSU gave it to them. Let me back up because I know what's going to happen. People are going to run to people in LSU. Blake's saying that y'all gave the information. My opinion So, if they take the audio, uh, they won't see the wink. Uh, Lamar Williams says, Les Miles looked like he would drive a white panel van asking kids if they want candy. I don't think he's like that. I mean, I don't think he went that far, but here's what I do know. Now you have a sexual allegation on former LSU football head coach Les Miles of hush money, and then you have sexual allegations that might, might have been um, mishandled while he was the head coach. And people want, and, and here's the thing about the USA Today that drives me nuts. They try to pin it on Ed Orgeron. Well, how did Ed not know he was here in 2016? Those, I, I, look, those allegations are not going to come to Ed Orgeron as the defensive line coach. They're going to come to Les Miles, who was the head coach. That's how that works, and that's how it always will work. Did the position coach know? Sure, I'm sure that the position coaches didn't know what was going on. But they probably had faith in Les Miles that he would do exactly the right thing when he allegedly did not. This is not going to be good for Les. Nor should it. Because <laughs> if what I got is a th- the not even a tip of the iceberg, it is the... It is the a uh, snowflake that fell on the tip of the iceberg that people have sent me that Les used to send to uh, students at LSU. And I don't know who the student was. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, I knew Les was involved with those allegations more than O. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it whatsoever. Because why is it, and I'm just going to throw this out there, Ed Orgeron has cut people loose on his team. Talented individuals, draft picks, third-round draft picks, and you're going to know who I am, who I'm talking about when I say this. He literally cut them loose for uh, uh, drug allegations. You really think let, uh, Ed Orgeron's going to let this slide? No, hell no, he's not. 
hell no, he's not. But LSU is not going to fire or fall on the sword, so to speak, again, for less miles. What will it ultimately mean for LSU? Uh, I think if they give Les Miles up as a sacrificial lamb and say that he was a part of and was in control of an institution or his football team that was out of control and that penalties will be uh, put upon Les Miles, you know and I know and good sweet baby Jesus knows that they're going to they're going to give it put it all on him. LSU's looking for a scapegoat, and they found him. Um. What's going to be interesting, and I'm going to say it on this episode, so that we all know what's going on here and just the thought process on this. Do you really believe that if they are going to get less miles for some stuff, you mean to tell me that if less miles gave hush money in 2013, 14, whichever the year it was, I I forget off the top of my head. I think it was 14, wasn't it? Um, That he probably had attorneys. And are you going to tell me that Joe Oliva didn't know? So you didn't fire the man after 2014 when he went 10-3. and You waited and you didn't fire him, F. King Alexander mainly, uh, after 2015, and then he got hired in 16. Hush money for what? Are you going to try to convince me that Joe Oliva didn't know anything? He's on the chopping block next. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Oliva has some petty card that he's pulling, and he might be a leak too, because that man's not going to fall on his sword. He's not going to. We got a naked Jaybird who just took a bath. Joe Oliva's not going to go down lightly. <laughs> Cedric says, Pimp Daddy Less. Pimp Daddy Less is about to be out of football ever. Look at that. Lee says, I got me a PS5 today, Blake. I'm still waiting on mine. I'm still waiting on mine. Uh, Paul says, we shall see. I just think it's funny that you have all of this going on at LSU. You have less miles in the investigation with hush money, and now all of a sudden LSU's, oh, we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, you did. Let's see. Aaron Adams says, I believe you, Blake. Well, that would be a first that somebody believed me. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'll tell you that. Let's see. Brandon Reese says, ask Blake. We got Dickie Lyons coming up in about a minute. Uh, Brandon Reese says, ask Blake. At least Coach O has shown he is willing to get rid of players when they have done wrong, unlike some coaches that try to keep those talented players. Look, he's keep, he's he's kept players for or let them go for the silliest of things that I think silly, uh, but then he welcomes them back. He's not going to tolerate that. All right, one more comment, and then we're going to get to my good friend, Mr. Dickie Lyons. Uh, Lamar Williams says, does LSU uh, offer some kind of course for students is handling domestic abuse and avoiding uh, compromised positions? I don't know that. I don't know that. I have no idea if they're they're doing that or not, but I I would assume that they were. And Angela says a dang, dang shame. All right, let's get over to my good friend, Mr. Dickie Lyons. I got a lot to talk about with him. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk about the Nehemiah project that they're doing. But first, we got to get over to our good friend, Mr. Michael Bazile, our financial advisor here on the show. Look at that lavish suite that my man's sitting in. 504-343-1576. 504-343-1576. If you plan for it, 
or if you live for it, you damn sure better plan for it. Give them a call today for any financial advising needs. Again, that's 504-343-1576. And for the number one team and the number one real estate team on the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Give them a call today and tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, sent you by because they will put you in the house that you want in today. All right, my good friend, Mr. Dickie Lyons, Dickster. What's happening, man? Hey, oh, oh, what up, Blake? What up, Blake? <laughs> How you doing, Blake? Y'all, talk, y'all talking about the bottom of the SEC or the top of the SEC? Uh, we were talking about Les Miles, so which would mean middle of the pack getting your teeth kicked in by Alabama and you're running uh, the, the power eye, uh, toss left, toss right, and try to throw a little slant play. So that's what we were talking about. Gotcha. Dickie, let me ask you this, because we were talking about Les Miles. You played against that 2007 team. Did you feel with that talent that the coaching was just kind of subpar under Les, or were you just kind of like, man, this is a talented team, a good coaching staffer? Because I remember in that game that y'all that they went up to Kentucky and played, it just seemed like a very piss-poor uh, coaching effort from LSU. Listen, let's not downplay. Don't try, don't try to say that it was a piss-poor <laughs> because we won. If you ask, if you ask me, it was the best damn coach that I've ever seen. It was the best players you've ever seen. They couldn't have done a better job, but just a better team won that day. Okay? I got That's you, Dick. Really I got you. Well, look, we're gonna get to the Nehemiah project, but you know, I got to talk about some football with uh, with you here. You got no, the Kentucky good. gear on. Um, not, a, I don't want to say a disappointing season for Kentucky last season, but a challenging one. Um, just the COVID-19 and the SEC football, did you like watching the SEC beat up on each other all season long because it was always great competition against great competition? No, I mean, it was just with the COVID restrictions, with all the players coming in and coming out, and some had to sit, some didn't, and just like you really couldn't get a handle on who was going to win the game because you would see one team would win, and the next week they would get beat by another team that lost, and it was just really hard to see like some consistent football and really get a good, I guess, uh, a good understanding of what team was actually good and what team was just getting lucky based off of COVID restrictions, practice restrictions. Uh, because let me tell you, if you don't get consistent practice in a row, you don't think that that matters. Taking two, three days off if you're sick and you're a key player, like that screws up the entire team. Yeah, and Dick, I agree with you. I was going to make a joke. It's kind of like dialing, right? You know, you got to pick up the phone and keep dialing. You know, that's that's pretty much the thing. Uh, were you surprised that football made it through a whole season? You got the whole part of the NFL and the SEC. You had uh, Super Bowl and national championship. Were you surprised to see that? Yeah, but, I mean, obviously wasn't surprised to see that the ratings were as low as they were. You right. Know? And obviously – People just in the beginning started boycotting and all these things happened, but it just wasn't the same as it always, as it was prior to COVID. Um, Mike, Mike was just a sense in that you're gosh darn right in this. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised, but at the same time, you know, sports is what always brings this country back together. If you look at the history of pandemics, Great Depressions, whatever it may be, people rally around sports because it's really the thing that shows you what what America's all about, which is to fight and uh, shoot just togetherness. Yeah, and you know, Dick, it, it's a part of that, you know, it seemed like our country, and it, it, it somewhat is divided, but sports brings all cultures and backgrounds into one building for one common goal. And I wish a lot of people would take, you know, that approach in a lot of these things and, and come to a common goal. Um, 
what did you know? Is there anything that stood out to you uh, other than outside of COVID? Is there one thing that when you look back on the 2020 football season that you that you automatically run to and you think, man, I'm never going to forget this season because of this, Out maybe outside of COVID? None. Not one thing. <laughs> <laughs> just just of, of how, how, maybe how uninterested I was this entire year. Probably that. That's probably going to be what I remember. Yeah. I remember absolutely not. Well, and I think a lot of people were, and just because of all the, the stuff that happened. Dickie, I've asked you this before, and I want to know this. Who, when you were coming up, or maybe when you were at Kentucky uh, with the Broncos, is there anyone that you try to emulate your game after? I feel like we've had this discussion before, but I forgot. Is there one person growing up that you're like, hey, I want to be exactly like that guy? Brent Stokely. So, which was really cool because Brandon Stokely was a ULL guy. Uh, his buddy was actually my defensive line coach at Holy Cross and always wanted to be Stokely because, again, he was this possession white receiver for the Colts, um, was participating in Super Bowls, playing at a high level, um, always wanted to be like him. Um, just a tough, hard-nosed football player, could catch the ball well, had great routes. And then when I get picked up in 2009 or 2010 by the Denver Broncos, Stokely was on the team. Right. So it was just it was just super cool to get to actually sit down with your childhood hero and uh, go side by side with him in practice and say, okay, well, there's a reason I loved him because he was still had it and he was like 37 years old um, when I first got picked up. Was that so? You know, not a lot of people meet their heroes or people that they try to emulate. You know, off of. Um, what was that experience like for you? What was that like? Were you kind of cautious? I know you. You're probably not cautious. You're probably like, Brandon Stokely? Oh, we're best friends. You know, like, I, I know you, but were you ever cautious? And what what nuggets, because we always ask, like, we've asked Brady Fajoko, who's in the NFL now, and other guys, like, that one thing that you always remember going into the NFL that was different than college or, or at Holy Cross where you were? Yeah, I would say that what, it was disappointing, right? When you finally get there, you go, okay, I'm going to talk to Brandon. I am going to ask him the secrets. I told him everything that I um, I just told you. And you say, okay, this dude's got it all figured out. He's going to give me the secrets. And at the end of the day, it was, I'm just still trying to figure this thing out, make a team just like you. <laughs> like, And I actually, he got cut before I did. He got released, and then I stayed on, and then they brought him back when Peyton came in. So it's just like when you when you look back at it, especially for these athletes, and now, you know, I'm 35, and he was 37 at the time, but – Dude, when you're stuck in that football world, it's just you blink your eye, it's over. And every year it's, am I going to play? What's the route? I'm going to go off season. I'm following whatever it is that my agent or my coach is telling me. And you realize that they're kind of in this very small bubble and they really have, they don't have it all figured out, brother. Yeah. And I think that that's the most interesting thing. You know, you say that when others have come on the podcast have said that, like, hey, I thought this was the NFL. And, you know, I'm asking questions like, hey, brother, we're still trying to figure it out our damn selves, too. You know, it's interesting that everybody that's been in that situation has always said that same thing. Uh, Dickie Lyons joining us. Uh, Dick, a couple people are asking about this Kentucky basketball team. Have you been able to watch them? They're a little down. They're a little down, but it's okay. It's okay. I, I would be lying to you if I said I watched <laughs> one game. Blake. But I, I, we're bad this year out here. So, you know. True. Oh, God, I wish I had more, man. I wish I knew more about sports. I know nothing. It's all good. It's all good. Well, Dick, let's if you get want to a... talk about 2007, 2008. <laughs> football, I'm an expert. If you want to talk about anything else, I can tell you. I what actually in uh, at Tokyo Park. Okay, go with that. 
Yeah, Coquille Park last night, Little Richard, eight, eight-year-old flag football team. We're working on a reverse called the, uh, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we end up? We end up in the freaking emergency room because Little Richard ran into the kid. Oh, his chin hit no. Richard's head. It got split. But, hey, chicks dig scars, pain heals, and glory lasts forever, Blake. Hey, that's the opening of our new intro by our good friend Mr. Craig Schilling. What a great movie. You know, Dick, when I was uh, putting the stuff in for the show today, and I was like, what photo am I going to use or what gif am I going to use? And I was thinking, I'm putting ice in a cup for Ben. And I'm like, hot ice. You heat up the ice cubes. (laughs) (laughs) The rookie of the year. Dick, I want to go back to Holy Cross, and I want to ask you this question because high school football, everybody in Louisiana remembers you. Like, I don't mean in you in particular, but just like, hey, I went to Franklinton. Hey, I went to Holy Cross. And I know that you keep up with a lot of those guys, and you keep up with a lot of the people that you play football with Kentucky with. Uh, Something that's interesting now that I'm getting older and seeing it, the lifelong bond that you have with a lot of those guys, what's the one thing that you you cherish now that you take a step back and you see what they're doing, you you still have the friendships, what, do you, what does Dickie Lyons feel when he, he still has that connection with uh, former or former athletes of theirs that he was on the team with? Um, I think that's a good question, Blake. Um, when you look at what sports do, um, and we've gone through a pretty crazy year in 2020, uh, when you see what's going on with the division of the country, uh, cops, whatever it may be, um, everything that went on, mass versus non-mass, in the locker room, it never mattered. In right. the locker room, there was never any division. Um, but there was all different uh, shapes and sizes and backgrounds. It did not matter. Um, all that mattered was the team. And then you build these relationships, and that's how it still is. So to this day, we're still teammates. And I wish just everybody grew up in a locker room like we did because we're kind of just like in this bubble of, hey, that never really mattered to us because we lived with each other side by side. And you know what the interesting thing that I've noticed just personally uh, with former teammates of mine, the discussion changes, right? Like when all this is going on and we're in a group text, the discussion changed. Like how can we be better? And something that you guys are doing and, and we want to promote this here is the Nehemiah Project. Now, Paul, who's, Paul is a good friend, says he didn't know that Dickie was involved in the Nehemiah Project. He used to train at Pelican and Mandeville with Mike Lindstead. Awesome. He's also involved uh, with the NP. Really good dude. Uh, Dickie, I'm going to give you the floor here, man. Tell everybody what y'all are doing with the Nehemiah Project and what can the people of RU Series Sports do to help promote and push the Nehemiah Project? Yep. So, first of all, what is the Nehemiah Project? Um, Nehemiah Project is a nonprofit organization, and they focus on uh, mental health counseling, marriage counseling, and addiction uh, counseling and rehabilitation. And when you look at, and this was always something that was important to everybody. Um, I don't think you could, Mike Linstead actually, I've heard him talk multiple times on it. You can't go into a room and ask, and somebody is going to raise their hand and says, I know somebody that was affected through mental health, suicide. Um, sorry, baby. Yep. Sorry, June buggers. Um, oh, it's good. She can come on. Hey, she yeah. can come on camera. You know, yeah. she's better, you know. Hey. She whispered, but uh, I don't know what she said. I had no clue. Hey, at least um, you don't have a naked Jaybird two-year-old running in here. That, but that, you know, that's, that's neither true. here nor there. I heard him in the background. <laughs> but uh, 
everybody knows somebody that's struggling in a marriage or struggling in a relationship or struggling with addiction or struggling with thoughts of suicide. And 2020 just kind of put a magnifying glass on all of that. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, well, 2021, um, what can we do? And David Goggins came out with the four times, four times 48 challenge, which is you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. It ends up being, it ends up being 12 loops of four miles. And he challenged everybody around the country. Hey, raise it for a charity, raise it for a charity. And that's when uh, we came up with the idea, me, Paul Hodge, uh, Jason Navarre, Mike Bazile, um, at with Varsity Wealth saying, hey, let's do it for the Nehemiah Project because everything that affected in 2020, that's what they're trying to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just got the idea to say, okay, well, I don't want to just run all together. Let's run in relays to where somebody's consistently running for 48 hours straight. So all of us are each going to run 48 miles. And then I said, well, look, let's get a reinforcement runner per person. So now we all have a reinforcement runner running with us. So we're going to have over 50 participants, maybe even 75, and they're all donating money to run. That's going to the Nehemiah. It's really it's awesome to see it. everybody's getting involved. I remember you reached out, said, how can I get involved? I want to sponsor. I want to be a loop sponsor. Um, you're going to come out there and run four miles with me, right? Sorry, your your audio is breaking up. We can't really hear you, but continue audio to go. Audio broke up. <laughs> but but some people are some people are sponsoring, and some people are getting out there running, and uh, they're just raising awareness. It's we've gotten a lot of a lot of good feedback, positive feedback already. Um, people who didn't know about the Nehemiah are already asking, and know now they know a place to go. They have struggled with those issues, so just trying to put a magnifying glass on the solution rather than the problem in twenty twenty one. Dickie, when is this happening? I, I I know when it's happening, but tell the people uh, when you guys are running and when you're going to do it. Yep, starts tomorrow at the lakefront in Mandeville um, at 4 p.m. Um, we're going to get there. We're going to say a prayer. We're going to do a little music, and then we're going to take off. And then we're going to start running, and it goes all the way until Sunday at 4 p.m., where we're all going to run our last four-mile loop together. And we're going to cross the finish line at the same time. And uh, throughout the whole, um, at night, there'll be people coming in. And we got 12 o'clock runners. we got 2 a.m. runners. Um, people are going to come with their families. You're encouraged to just come and support. If you don't want to run, come by. There'll be people at the tables kind of just handing out merch and talking about what the Nehemiah Project does. We'll be out there. Trust me, please come encourage us because we need some people. Um, that was really the real reason for the reinforcement for somebody to encourage us to keep going when th- times are getting hard. And I think that's why we like to run so much because when people struggle, they typically have nowhere to go or nobody to run to. So now having somebody side by side push is really all you really need in this world. Um, and obviously backed by a little bit of JC or a lot of JC. Um, yeah, a lot. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, I always remember a coach telling me that it's a, when you're running, it's always a mental game, not always a physical game. Because your mind tells you that you're done, but your body's not done. Uh, and what you guys are doing, you know, Mike Bazile told me about it, and I started seeing it on social media, and a lot of people pouring in. And I think it's absolutely fantastic that you guys are doing this because we all struggle and we all fall short of the glory of God. And I, I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing, Dicky. Where can people, if they want to sponsor, uh, how do they need to go about that? Do they need to get in touch with you? Do they need to get in touch with the Field Church? How do they do that? 
Yep. So I'll put a link into your comments right now. Just say, hey, this is the Nehemiah project. This is their website. This is where you can go. You can donate. There's no like certain link where it has to be like credited to the four times four times 48 challenge. Um, and they've got all their information there. And then if you need anything else, I mean, reach out to Mike, uh, Mike Bazile, who sponsors the show. They all know him. Um, he can get him in touch with the right people. Awesome. Dickie. Anything else that you want to share with anybody? Anything that you want to share before you get out of here? And what else could we do for Are You Serious for the Nehemiah Project? Um, I would just, yeah, the last thing I would say is whatever is out there, um, when people ask me why I run this thing, because um, if it was just for me, I'd quit. I'd quit a long time ago. And that's in life and anything. If it's ever just for you, it's probably not very deep. Um, find something that is for others. And for somebody else, something that's bigger than yourself, because um, that that's the thing that's going to push you forward. And that's the thing that's really going to impact others, man. So I would just encourage everybody out there, if you don't know what that is, jump on our bandwagon for now till you figure it out and come help some people uh, who really need some, some help. Absolutely. And one last question that I got to know, what kind of pizza are you going to eat after you run 48 miles in that little time of frame? Yeah. Whatever's in front of me, Pat. whatever <laughs> is in front of me, right? I think uh, I think Paul Hodge is going to go after like a uh, a Fat Boys pizza. He he challenged the Fat Boys pizza owner to say, "Come on out there, he'll he'll go for the record times too." Okay, we can make that happen. We'll get in touch, Dicky. Thank you so much uh, for for sharing that and talking a little football with us, my man. And we'll love to have you back on soon. All right, Blake. Appreciate it, brother. That is Mr. Dickie Lyons with the Nehemiah Project. We greatly appreciate him joining. Uh, yeah, it was a great message. Craig Schilling said it was absolutely a great mes- uh, message. We wanted to bring Dickie on and push it. Uh, and, and I hope that everybody that watches the show that's listening to the podcast tomorrow morning, or I guess right now, uh, that you guys can go out to the lakefront and support a very, very, very great project that they're that they're putting on. Uh, so we're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get back to some LSU football stuff, and we're going to get to some more LSU stuff, uh, but we got to pay some bills around here. Man, that message is so great from Dickie. Um, but we gotta we got to pay some bills around here, and none better. <laughs> I either transit – well, we'll do this. you got to go see my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending, 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500, or go to areahomelending.com. That's areahomelending.com. Tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino sent you by. If you're thinking about buying that new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John today. And tell them your friend sent you by. Look, I know that we were talking about less uh, a little earlier. Um, I saw this comment, and Tony says, "How can Miles tell his players not to do something he was doing?" Um, I, I full heartedly and wholeheartedly agree with that, um, and that's why I think that LSU. I don't know what the sanctions will be or how they'll come down and what they will look like, but I think that it's going to be – I anticipate and think it would be worse for Les Miles and for uh, uh, Joe Oliva. That's what I'm thinking. And so we'll have to see how that goes on. Um, Charlie Vitor says, love that Walker Howard and Will Campbell are now five stars. I I am too, and I was surprised even – and look, I think Jacoby uh, – I was about to call him Jacoby Stevens. Uh, last name slipping my mind. Uh, but I was surprised the kid from Pontchartula, Jacoby. Why is his last name slipping my mind? Somebody in the chat helped me out there. Uh, but that, uh, and here's the link right here. I'm going to pull this up right quick. Uh, Dickie Line says, thanks again, Blake, for letting us 
get the word out. And there's the link for the Nehemiah Project for anybody that wants to donate and uh, for what Dickie just talked about. Uh, I was surprised, uh, Jacoby Matthews, uh, that he, I'm not going to say got his fifth star, but I'm going to say I'm surprised that he went above Will Campbell. Um, but you have a lot of talent in the state of Louisiana that LSU is going to have to capitalize on. And if they can, it will be one of the best classes in the state. Uh, and there are few. that's not going to even be close. Uh, yeah, Paul uh, says Matthews. I, I, look, I'm not going to, because it's going to come off that Blake's just signed with the offensive lineman. I'm not going to say that Jacoby Matthews is not better than Will Campbell at his respective position. I've seen Jacoby play here in Ponchatoula. Uh, and I think that he's really good. I just think that Will Campbell is on a different level right now, and he plays one of the premier positions at left tackle. Um, but regardless of how you're going to classify him, one, two, or three, it doesn't really matter because they're all extremely talented. Uh, and it's good that LSU doesn't have to go out of the state that much either, that they can load this class down, have a top five class without going outside the state of Louisiana and keeping local Louisiana kids here. So that's that's something that's awesome uh, that I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you guys saw this today and have been seeing this, but Jameis Winston, I mean Jameis Winston, Russell Wilson uh, still looks like he wants to be traded from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and the Saints' name has been in those trade rumors. But there's something that I want to say to, to uh, say to every Saints fan that's listening right now. And I'm sure if you are listening, you are a Saints fan. The realistic chance that L- that the Saints have in getting Russell Wilson, in my opinion, small. And the reason why I think it's small is because L- uh, I keep saying want to say LSU, but the Saints don't have the draft capital or the capital, in my opinion, to go get a Russell Wilson. Maybe they can, and Mickey Loomis is really good at going and getting capital when he needs to. But when I saw the Saints in the report, I think it was from uh, no, it wasn't from Adam Schefter. Uh, I forget who the report came out from, but that Russell Wilson and the Saints, those were some teams that have been inquired from Russell Wilson. It tells me two things. Number one is that the New Orleans Saints are not sold and have not, and I know what I'm going to explain this, but are not sold on Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. All the times Sean Payton has been beaten over that Taysom Hill will be the quarterback of the future for the New Orleans Saints was all a lie. Now you could say, well, Blake, I mean, this is Russell Wilson. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of trade that you can go after. Well, if you think and you believe wholeheartedly that you have your guy in-house, why would you give up big capital for a Russell Wilson? If that's your opinion, I would be absolutely amazed if the Saints are able to pull off a deal. Now, if they are and if they can... I'm just going to make the preface known now of what it's going to take and what's going to have to happen for it to happen. Number one, you're going to have to give up at least two first-round picks. There's not a question about that. You don't have a choice, and that's a bare minimum. Maybe, and maybe you might have to get three if you really want Russell Wilson along with a player. Uh, But if they go with two, there's no chance in hell no chance in hell that the Saints can't give up an Alvin Kamara or would ha- not have to give up an Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas will break their contracts. They'll figure out the contracts. If the trade wants to go down, that will get figured out. And I think that Seattle would not trade Russell Wilson. Look for what Matt Stafford just went for. 
DeAndre Hopkins, I know that that trade was kind of just crazy, but he went for David Johnson, who's been hurt, and draft picks. What do you think Russell Wilson's capital is going to be? I don't know if the Saints have enough, and I don't think it's realistic that they'll be able to get Russell Wilson. But if they do, I'm going to say this. Every negative thing that I've said about Sean Payton, I I wanted to say that I'd take back. But there's parts of me that just sits here and says that everything that Sean Payton has done and keeping Taysom Hill and every uh, wanting to keep Jameis Winston and all of this stuff is an absolute dog-out lie. And I know that people are going to continue to say, well, Blake, this is Russell Wilson. This is the one. And I, I get all of that. I would love if they could get Russell Wilson. I just don't think that it's going to, that it can't happen. Ryan Thibodeau says, I'll be shocked if the Saints trade for Wilson. Well, they're going to, they're trying to trade for him. I mean, they're in that article and nobody's refuting it. Uh, they're trying to trade for Russell Wilson. There's only a select, the teams that don't have a, a future at quarterback. They're going after Russell Wilson. I just don't think that the Saints have the capital to go get him. They certainly don't have the draft picks. And if you're going to have to rebuild, that's really crazy, you know. Uh, but he would have if if somehow, some way, they don't trade uh, Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara, and he can keep them. That would be the best, some of the best talent he and, and that offensive line. It'd be the best offense that he's ever played with. Um, Thibodeau also says 22 is loaded with talent regardless of position. I agree with that. Running back, uh, DB. The defensive line isn't as big. Uh, I know you have tap, but you don't have those guys like a Mason Smith that was on top and uh, Savion Jones. Uh, Barrett Granger says, is zero? You mean the chances are zero? I'm not going to say there's zero because, I mean, look uh, – Mike Dicka traded every pick to go get Ricky Williams. Nothing's impossible. Uh, but I just can't see it happening. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Russell Wilson gets traded uh, and if when Deshaun Watson gets traded, what both of them will go for. Both of them definitely won, uh, won out. Uh, Kyle says two ones and a two and an O-lineman question mark. I mean, you could... I mean, you certainly could, but I, I I don't think that the the player that would have to be given is not going to be an offensive lineman. Uh, it's going to have to be a skill player or a defensive player, and we know what – I mean, hell, look what Seattle gave up for Jamal Adams. I mean, they gave up a first-round pick. I'm sure they want that first-round pick back, and they're definitely going to want picks, and they're going to want a player. I just don't think the Saints are going to be willing, especially with the – cap hit that it would take to to trade an AK or to trade a Michael Thomas, and I just don't think that they'll do that. All right, guys, we will get out of here. This is Are You Serious Sports. We will see you guys tomorrow, or not tomorrow, today's Thursday. We will see you guys Saturday morning. Everybody go over to YouTube, subscribe to our Are You Serious Sports YouTube channel, and we will see you again Saturday morning. Until then, my name's Blake Rafino, and we'll see you out, and we'll see you. Don't forget to, and I'm going to get to Dickie Lyons' uh, comment, Go here, hit uh, to tnproject.org and donate uh, to the Nehemiah Project, and we'd greatly appreciate it. But until then, guys, we will talk to you soon. Have a good night.
At Arizona State University, we offer a wide variety of degree programs online to match all kinds of interests and career aspirations. Programs that are taught by the same notable faculty who teach on campus and designed using innovative technology to improve learning outcomes and equip you for post-graduation success. That's why 87% of ASU online graduates indicated they were promoted at work or received an increase in salary after earning their degree. Find your program at asuonline.asu.edu. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.